Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everyone, you have got Rebecca Shalon with you again this week and this week we've got a very exciting guest, Miss Allie Lewis. Hi, Hi Allie. <laughs> and I'm really excited to have Ali. Uh, I know I say I'm excited all the time, but like I'm genuinely excited all the time. <laughs> but um, Ali is actually one of my friends from home, so back in Perth, Australia. Um, but recently moved to Canada, which is which is cool because she's closer to me. Um, but basically, she is super inspiring. One of those real forces of nature, like fierce woman, just business after business after business gets things done and it's just a really awesome person in general as well so thank you Ali for joining us welcome to the show oh shucks you spoil me (laughs) thank you so much for having of course um do you want to give the people a little introduction on who you are yeah, absolutely. Um, so just a quick brief overview of who I am. Um, I am currently sitting in my house in Kelowna, which I have moved to in the last uh, six months from Australia after being over there during the pandemic. Um, and from my history of everything that I've done, I've got a very eclectic background of uh, roles and responsibilities and then um, that include a whole bunch of things from working quite a lot in the hospitality and entertainment industry um, all the way through to the commercial real estate industry and tech as well. Um, And currently, I have, uh, in the last year and a half, I have started my own company doing, uh, well, basically doing press on nails after I've been qualified to do nails. Um, And this would be my third company that I've started um, now, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were saying you were a serial entrepreneur. I I love that. (laughs) Yeah, just a couple. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one that I ever did was a company um, that did amazing race-style race events for birthdays, for um, various other things, including uh, not-for-profits. So we used to do an amazing race to raise money for um, some not, not-for-profit organizations, which includes uh, Engineers Without Borders. That's really cool. And that sounds like so much fun as well. Yeah, just a little bit of fun. I, I that, with a, sorry? obsessed with the amazing race uh, for quite some time and would give anything to do it uh, and didn't. So I made my own. <laughs> so does that have um, like some a bearing on, on the businesses that you choose? Do you generally sort of pursue the things that you find fun or is there a different thing that leads you to your um, career pursuits? A hundred percent. It's the things I find fun. It's the things that I find engaging and the things that I find that I can put myself into and can enjoy. Otherwise, I get stuck in that whole not loving what I'm up to and just getting frustrated with where I'm at. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not fun. 
that's not fun for anyone. Yeah, it's definitely good to be engaged with what you're doing. <laughs> we have a lot to cover on the show today um, because like you said, serial entrepreneurship, like we can talk all about business and the things you went through and the challenges and triumphs you had with that, but also mm-hmm. mental health as well. Um, but mm-hmm. I do want to start with the fact that you've lived all over the world. How many countries have you lived in? Uh, four, five, six countries that I've lived technically is six, but countries that I've been to is it's getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an exact number on that one. It's been a minute since I've counted. But yeah, yeah, I was very lucky. My family did a lot of moving around. So yeah. And what was the first move that you did on your own? The first one on my own was to London. Um, and that was uh, just to get out and go and see. And that was back when I was 21. I decided to go and do the biggest uh, festival for my 21st birthday instead of having a giant party at home I found I found the biggest festival that ran over my birthday and I went to that instead (laughs) yeah Glastonbury right yeah it was Glastonbury yes (laughs) I I still made it to that one I really want to (laughs) go it's quite an experience and it was yeah it was a sight to see that's for sure I do not regret that choice whatsoever Hmm. so your first country move is a few years after the first um time that you moved out you mentioned that um in your bio that you moved out when you were 15 years old do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah absolutely so um I obviously, I'm not going to say that I had a bad childhood or anything, but um, it got to a point when I was younger that um, I didn't, I was having a lot of issues myself, like mentally I was quite, um, became quite a rebellious teen. I became quite easily drawn to the wrong things and easily pulled in different directions and strongly, strongly independent. Um, and I butted heads with my uh, stepdad quite frequently and that resulted in me running away from home and then eventually leaving home at 15 and moving in with um, two of my friends um, that were slightly older than I was Um, and that wasn't the best scenario I must say Um, but I definitely... I could have, it could have gone a lot worse for me. Um, I'm very fortunate at the time to have had um, a boyfriend who his mother was super, super supportive and really helpful and literally looked after me like I was her own and I owe a lot to her during that time. Um, but yeah, it was, that was an interesting, interesting life choice. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Was it something that was um, like a a spur of the moment decision? No, no, it definitely wasn't spur of the moment. It definitely, um, it had a lot of build up and I did a lot of planning, but I'd also been working and saving and had my own income for since I was 12. So Mm -hmm. I had been working at um, Subway since I was 14. So I was pretty... um, pretty like financially independent at that time as well like I was able to to look after myself in that regard um and so I kind of planned it out we worked out what I could do um how much I could earn and how much I could 
um, how much time I had to dedicate to making money um, in terms of also going to school because I did go to school that entire time as well um, despite yeah. that also being a challenge in itself. Um, yeah, that was going to be my next question for sure. <laughs> like how did how did you get like a, a work-life school balance in there, Ooh. especially at such a young age? That young, you cannot sleep and be okay. I could not do what I did back then now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that is absolutely for sure. Um, basically, what happened was I would get up in the morning um, and I would go and I would open um, – strike that back. We, I ended up <laughs> going to a – um, a school that would allow me to do the four main units to pass my schooling um, mm-hmm. and didn't require me to stay at school during the other um, times. So I didn't have to stick to a strict, it was kind of more like going to uni where you had like classes mm-hmm. and you only had to show up for the certain class. Um which gave me a lot of flexibility so I could go and open. I worked at the Holiday Inn mm. um, in the mornings and I opened up the uh, the buffet at the Holiday Inn every morning. <laughs> um, and then I did my minibar shift and I went around and I restocked all the minibars and then I would go to school <laughs> and then I would come home and I'd get changed and I would go and maitre d' at a restaurant for the evening. Um and mm. I did, did that mm, for about three years. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was an option in in school. How did you find out the information for that? Oh, yeah, that took that took some doing. Um, partial benefit to my mum on that one because she was the tertiary um, the sorry, I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, but she basically worked with TAFE courses and right. putting kids through school and through like a col- it's college here, but a college course yeah. kind of I'm thing not sure at the if same it's time. Called um, TAFE in in America. Um, no, no. For those who don't know, TAFE is a is a um, I guess a, a like uni, but not. <laughs> in it's, a, it's college it's pretty college. much it's college I think is the equivalent here okay. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> and so you can get a diploma but you don't you don't yeah yeah it's because yeah Okanagan got yes college yes um <laughs> but um so she um had already made it very clear to my original school that I was to do um, I was going to do a unit at TAFE and then my units at school. Um, so I knew it was possible to not be there all the time. Um, mm. But I did have to find a school that catered to me not living at home, which that can be quite difficult because schools are used to speaking to the parents about yeah. um, everything that's happening in the kid's life before, like, there's a certain age where they just they expect you to still be involved with your parents and the parents to know everything. So what was that like um, for graduation? Did you graduate with your class and, and, and socially things like that? Like it, were you still with your classroom and your classmates? 
Uh, not so much, no. So I, I didn't do a graduation per se um, because, one, I was working um, and, two, um, it was kind of just a certificate that they just gave us because it wasn't – it was a disjointed classroom or mm-hmm. class year for graduating. Not everyone was doing the same thing at that school. So it was a bit different to that. It wasn't like a graduation situation. But I did make friends and have common friends within each of the classrooms. So I did still have those class groups together. So when you finished your um, secondary learning, where, where did you go after that? Did you decide to pursue higher education and continue this sort of like work school life balance or did you go straight into like something professional? I I tried. Let's put, <laughs> let's put it this way. I tried because I thought that that was the appropriate thing to do. Like that's mm. the next step. That's what you're supposed to do. I say supposed to very loosely. Like that's almost an expectation in certain circles. To um, go on to college? Yeah, to go on and do that mm-hmm. higher education and get that next thing and and follow that pathway. Um, and I yeah. tried. tried for two years um, to do my diploma um, and it was it was a struggle <laughs> when by this point my bills had increased because I was living by myself um, and I was trying to uh, get ahead and actually like do the whole having money part of life was appealing <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, especially so young like when we I never really had to worry about bills when I was younger there was one time when I ran my mobile phone bill up to like $300 and I never did that again <laughs> but in, other than that I was blissfully unaware of bills my parents took care of that like so that's a lot of yeah. pressure and a lot of, of new things that you're figuring out by yourself as well. You don't really have someone to guide you. Um, no. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you, like, navigate that? Like, did you, you're just, um, did you have any self-care practices and things like that? Um, do you find that it impacted your mental health, having to do something that was so different to your age group? Or how did you feel about all of that? At the time, I kind of, it was a bit of a roller coaster, and I definitely went through some very low points and um, some depression and general anxiety about everything. But I was seeing at age 16, I was seeing um, a psychologist um, and a psychiatrist. Uh, and luckily in in Australia, the obviously the healthcare system is very supportive in that regard where you can actually go and get that support when you need it. Um, and we managed, I managed to keep that up because I did see its importance, thankfully. Mm. Um, otherwise, I'd probably You're say. Like, pat on the back for past you, yeah. yes. <laughs> yep, yep. She, uh, she did something Love right. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, absolutely. It definitely, definitely has an, an, an effect. And I'm only now learning exactly what those effects are and have been, which mm. is which is crazy in itself. Yeah. What was sort of the the 
biggest sort of light bulb moment in that learning process? Uh, that I could do it and that I was going to be okay. I just needed needed to ask for help more. I got pretty good at being like, no, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And I've been very good at that pretty much my entire life. Um, and I realized during that time that I, I did need help and I needed to ask for it. I needed to go find it myself um, because no one else was going to do that for me. Did you find that uh, people were questioning the way that your life was just because it was so unusual? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And how, how did you answer to that? Ooh. <laughs> um, goodness. Uh, Basically, I just went through all the things that I had done and, sh- and there, like I wasn't on any drugs. I wasn't um, drinking or anything. So I was a pretty good example of someone who was making it work as well. So I literally just would have an actual conversation about it and explain my situation. And most people could understand. Um, but at the same time, they were kind of, there was that shock and awe for the first wee while where they're like, <gasps> you're what? (laughs) And you kind of have to maneuver around that and kind of be like, no, I am actually okay. I'm not, I'm not putting myself into any kind of dangerous situations. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all right. (laughs) Yeah. It certainly takes a lot of strength and, and wisdom and courage to know what's best for you at, at such a young age and actually take the steps to do that and and take control of your life. So I definitely commend you for that. I do want to talk more about this, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about um, like how you asked for help and things like that. Thanks. The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Voice 
You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, everybody. Welcome back here with Rebecca Shalon and Allie Lewis. Um, we were just chatting in the break, um, just then talking about like uh, sort of the the life lessons that um, we learn in the, in the you know that general societal like timeline that you would have learned a lot earlier, which is a good lesson to learn. Is that you can have a life that differentiates from the norm and the status quo that is just as fulfilling and exciting um, and things like that. And you, you had started to say that. Um, you know, you, you were trying to hold on a little bit to that. Do you want to expand on what you were saying? Yeah, sure. So I think I do get stuck because we obviously have, we're so attuned to how like society thinks that you should probably go, which is that you go to, you go to school, you go to high school, you go on to college, like you, you finish that, then you get your, you go to uni, you finish that, you get those steps, then it's like the family and the, and all of that jazz. Um, And I did learn quite early on that it doesn't have to go that way, but every so often you stop and you feel like you're doing the wrong thing when you do choose to go down a different way. Um, and it's kind of like, I've gone back, I went back to school, I've gone back to school several times, um, four times and I am doing uni currently as well. Um, but it's now doing it in a, doing a, um, a degree that I want, not something that I thought I needed. So it's a bit of a different cycle. Um, and a, the same thing goes with like having the real job. And I say that with inverted finger commas on either <laughs> the real <laughs> job. Um, because if for so long people say that hospitality and entertainment is not, is not a real job. It's a, it's a, you do it while you do it job, which. That makes is- me so frustrated because it's like the one thing that people consume every single day of their lives. Like is TV, music, food, and like, mm-hmm. like just sustenance. You know what I mean? So like, yep. if you can't live without it, every every single day, like, if it doesn't improve your life, life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, crazy. It's the most frustrating thing because mm. it's not true at all. Mm. It is m- some of the hardest work you'll ever do, and it's some of the most rewarding. But also the most, like, I it it is a real job no matter what way you put it. Like it's yeah, it, I that frustrated me so much. But I did from time to time. I like I came back from living um, in London and I went back to. I started working for a telco company in Australia, mm-hmm. um, and like. And I was like, no, I won't go back to hospitality. I'm just going to go and I'm going to work for a telco. This is me at 21 going, I'm 20, 22, 23. I forget. I'm going to work for uh, like in a business job and I'm going to do that. Um, Mm. And it took all of three months before I was back in hospitality. 
um, and I went and did a rock star shift for a friend um, at a venue in Perth. Mm. Rock star um, is an energy drink for people who don't know. <laughs> no, no, rock star oh. as in rock star as in just like you show up and you're like, hey. Oh, okay. Doing? I thought you meant you were going to do a promo. <laughs> no, no, this wasn't a promo. But, yeah, it was just a, mm. a turn up. I was only going to do one shift and be like, hey, all right, see you later. I helped. Yeah, I see. So <laughs> and then, you're um, the rock star. I like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a rock star shift. And um, and it ended up I have – I worked f- for that company up until – I left to come here, mm. which so that's I think eleven years, nine years, mm. nine years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's clear that like hospitality was definitely something you were passionate about, and you were starting to sort of discover the things that you liked to do, and things that you wanted to do, and like you said, not things that you thought you had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also sort of mentioned um, about you you knew that um, you needed help and how did you go about asking for that help and, and what um, resources did you seek? Um, yeah, so I, I definitely went through a lot of self-reflection. When you live by yourself at that age, I, I must say you get a lot of time to yourself and with that time to yourself, you have a lot of um, a lot of get to know you time, I call it. But basically, that's kind of it. Brought up a lot of questions, and I started to like actually looking into things that I could do. So I started googling, and I know it's not always the best start point, but um, it you can find a lot of information. And I was lucky to find a psychologist that would take me on that I could spend time talking to also a um, through the school system speaking to one of the counsellors there I also got a couple of other um, sources basically for um, helping me out with things like um, not just like uh, financial planning, like being able to plan how I'm spending my money and what I'm doing with it. Um, and because no one really taught me that before mm. then. And so managed to do some of that. And then I'm, they also sent me through to um, Mission Australia as well, and um, which helped with like my like, getting food on my table and making sure that I was doing the right things in terms of taking care of myself as a person as well. Mm. So it was just looking for those signs. Yeah, that's, I'm glad that you went through all of that, um, like through the right processes and things like that, because it sounds like you were taking care of, you know, future planning in terms of business and finance mindset, but also yourself because, you know, self-care is very important and a lot of people sort of miss that step out and get so focused on the things that they need to do to survive that they forget, like, that they need to want to survive <laughs> as well. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, with with your psychologist experience and things like that, um, do you, did you, um, did they ever diagnose you with any mental health um, things or was it something that was just like helping you? Like what sort of, what did you get out of the process? Yeah, so I did get diagnosed. I got diagnosed with um, chronic uh, depression 
Um, mm-hmm. And I also got diagnosed with uh, a couple of anxiety disorders as well. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, I've also since been diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, that I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 23 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't a big lover of taking any medications for it. Um, for any of the things that I got, I kind of wanted to work on. I don't know. I don't know what it was in me, but I just didn't really like the idea of being on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to do a lot more work to be able to balance that than not taking it because uh, you kind of need to work a lot more on other strategies, which take a lot of effort. Uh, and sometimes you don't really want to put that in, but I did hit that rock bottom point where I was suicidal and I was not in a very good place, but it took me getting to that point to kind of realize that I didn't like it there and I didn't want to be there and that I needed to put a lot of effort into maintaining my happiness, not so much happiness, but maintaining my my drive to exist basically I call it my drive to be mm. I've got I've got my be tattooed on my wrists so that I look at it every day as well and what were the the first steps that you sort of took to to pull yourself out of that place I started I started small even I know this sounds silly but even just having a bath and having a shower and it's like achieving small goals really small goals make you feel like you've done something that doesn't Um, sound silly at all and I don't think I don't think that that is a small feat either because the the fact is like having a bath in that sort of state of mind with with someone like you know this imaginary like not imaginary but like this invisible force like pressing on your chest Mm -hmm. it's like the equivalent of trying to climb Mount Everest with like a like a huge boulder on your back so it's definitely not a small feat like celebrate those wins and be proud of those wins like whether you yeah but it took a long time to not feel silly about it as well Mm. because now I know that if I'm having a bad day or if I'm finding if I'm struggling but I managed to get up and do that like that's an amazing success because I know where I could end up but back then when I didn't, hadn't worked through all of these things and hadn't made um, strategies and put, put plans in place for if certain things happened, I just, I just thought I was constantly being silly and then I was, I was, and that just beats you up even more. Yeah. Much so. With the diagnosis, um, would you have known about any of these things and and what to look for had you not had the diagnosis? No, absolutely not. Mm. There wasn't enough, there is, there wasn't, there isn't, there still isn't enough um, information taught about it. Like I don't believe in my entire schooling time depression was ever brought up. Mm or anxiety 
Um, I don't believe at all. Um, what I do know now from my niece and stuff going to school now is that they do focus on meditation and that kind of thing and mindfulness a little bit more. So they are a little bit more attuned to what's going on with them with themselves. Whereas that's so good. Yeah, it was amazing for me to hear. But whereas there was no no chance that that it didn't even come up in health. Like, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Like looking back on my schooling as well, and you know, I went through um, the Catholic system. Um, our our the the thing that was like close and close like sorry, I can't English today. <laughs> the thing that was close um, to mindfulness was just religion and it would like the the answer was always to just like pray away your problems kind of thing there was no there was no actual education on on where the feelings came from and and why you felt that way and why it was important to acknowledge them Mm, or what to do with thoughts and feelings yeah like there's no focus on on any of that um I think the most focus that I had on that was when I was in play center which is like when I was five before I went to kindy where we acknowledged feelings and explained our feelings when you get in when we we got into primary school and into high school it was like that stopped nobody it was all about school it was less about ourselves as individuals and I really think understanding it would have benefited so much from actually understanding ourselves. We just yeah. weren't taught the skills to do so. It's like there's a there's a switch to like an expectation that you'll work through it and you just know what to do, but no one actually tells you how. No, you're not given the tools at that age to do it. When it's the perfect age to have that brought up and to start building those coping me- those coping not not coping, actual proper like results and like mm-hmm. what am I trying to say? <laughs> like cognitive um, behavior therapy, things like that, like um tools, yeah. tools to like put in practice as opposed to just cope. You got it, go deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to that, which is pretty yeah. much all I got. You're fine. You'll be okay. Go off you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not, but yeah, it's like yeah. I. I really it's interesting, um, and I'm hope I'm hoping to hear more about what they are doing now. But there is definitely a lot of positive things that can come from doing that work younger, so that yeah. you do actually have more self awareness and you're able to even even just stand up for yourself and what you need and what you want like definitely is even those basic skills yeah well it's a huge credit to you to you know have the foresight to do that at such a young age um as well as at the same time still taking care of your future how old were you when you started your first business no which uh, so I started my first one when I was like seven and did the whole <laughs> lemonade stand situation that's that that was me I definitely was the kid on the corner with the lemonade stand um Mm. not that heard of in in New Zealand where I grew up uh Mm. not as common we then tried uh 
doing a little mini garage sale uh, with the neighbor's kids and that mm. was slightly more successful. Um, and then uh, I then luckily went on to do the Chase Collective, um, which is the amazing race one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I was 22 when I started, 23 when I started, 24, 23 mm-hmm. when I started that one. And I ran that until I left Perth in 2018 when I was 28. And what was the next one? And the next one after that, I had a puppy sitting, a pet sitting come, like, well, I would say it was a side hustle, but it was slightly bigger than just a side hustle. I had ended up having 132 dogs on my roster. Wow. (laughs) And so I was looking after a lot of people's prized little pets and stuff um, and looking after all of that myself. And then the next one after that, oh, goodness, there's two more. Let me find. And then we pretty much come through to oh, my my other one was doing uh, art-related things like doing signs and et cetera for mm. various businesses. I see we're getting close to our time, though. Yeah, and then so then that comes to your last uh, venture, which will be uh, what you're currently doing, which Mm -hmm. is a a good segue. So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about all the things that you're doing right now. Super-duper. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. You're with Rebecca Shalon and Ali Lewis, and we're talking all about her current endeavors. So we've learned all about how, you know, you've had this, incredible independent life where you've um you moved out at 15 you really took the steps to take care of yourself and and your future and you've learned so much along the way um and now where you're at now is that you have a a new business that you've just launched called the claw firm um -hmm. do you want to tell us a little bit more about like where you're at now and and any challenges and triumphs you you've had with that yeah absolutely so i currently am I decided I I love nails Mm -hmm. it's just a thing some people love them some people hate them some think people think they're this they're that I love them I love the way that they make me feel when I've got them on I love the way that um I just feel kind of complete with them I feel like I'm all done or finished Mm -hmm. um even when I'm not and my hair's in a giant bun and I look like I haven't had a shower in three days Mm-hmm. If I got my nails on, I feel like I'm done. So I decided during lockdown last year that I was going to learn how to actually do nails. Um, and that. so I ended up doing a couple of online courses and some one-to-ones with some nail artists that are quite well-known. And then I ended up launching the claw firm, which – Uh, during the pandemic has taken a great turn towards press-on nails um, Mm. basically because we can't go and get our nails done we can't really go to a salon and and get them done especially in Australia you couldn't at all like we Mm -hmm. had full lockdown situation so there was no chance of it Um, yeah what was that sorry in in Melbourne right where they had yeah yeah yeah, so instead of we could only go out one hour a day. Um, so there was a lot of time to spend inside creating things and spending time on learning how to do things well and just perfecting it. And there's so much that you can do with them. And I have always loved art and I've always been a very creative person. So putting artwork onto tiny little canvases is um, is quite fun to do Mm. and so I it kind of kept building and building and uh yeah that's and so I really love this business venture for you especially because like um I I'm really enjoying becoming a fan of press on nails as well and like in (laughs) in in my industry like uh being an actress I'm I'm not really ever allowed to have like my nails and stuff done so having an Mm. option that's temporary is really cool and also something that's easy for me to do because I every time I do my nails everyone's like oh did you like babysit today and that person like the child did your nails (laughs) and usually it's me and (laughs) it's so I can confirm for everyone listening I have seen her attempt this (laughs) and she is wrong in that statement I I believe my niece could have done a better job sometimes. So bad. So. <laughs> like, 
so 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 very bad and even when I get them done professionally I like the nail salons that I would go to would force me to sit without moving for at least half an hour after my appointment because the minute I get up from the seat I would ruin them yep so this this is a really great solution for me (laughs) but that's the other thing like that's what I I also like about them is that there are so many of us these days who have so many activities, so many com- like various things we like to do that aren't always conducive with wearing nails or like having those kind of things, trying to use claws whilst holding a child. Very difficult, very difficult, mm-hmm. not, not the safest thing. Um, <laughs> But or or like your case where you're not supposed to have them on for various things, like you yeah, like you mentioned it, one time, you can't be in an apocalyptic world exactly. as a past and then have perfectly done nails. And it doesn't these two things? Yeah. They, they do Just not rock align. Just up to the set of like the 100 and be like, yeah, we've no, we've not been on planet Earth for hundreds of years yet. I have immaculate. Yet nails. I have immaculate nails. <laughs> yeah. You know, which totally makes sense. And so having that option to remove them easily, but also having that option to put them on so quickly and simply is, I, I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think, and it also gives, um, like the artist side, it gives you a lot more scope to do some fun things because people will be more likely to purchase items that are a little bit more crazy than actually get the ones that are permanently on then like, that need to stay on their nails. Yeah. They kind of stick to boring things, you know? Yeah, um, and these this is good because it's like reusable as well. So you you, mm-hmm. you can like do it again. I I could talk all, all day about how much I love it, but in terms <laughs> of the the business side of things, you did start this while you're in the p- pandemic in Australia, but you now um relocated to Canada. What was mm-hmm. it like sort of moving the business over from like country to country? Like did you were there any like Uh, challenges with that or how did that affect your launch and everything like that definitely did because obviously the posting and postage side is is a big part like um I'm having to post from a different location now um Mm. my Etsy store is all linked to Australia because that's where it was set up my Mm. web hosting and everything is all linked to Australia so it's been a bit of a bit, bit of a juggle to try and work how I funnel them through and we're slowly getting there I'm just redoing I've I'm building the website myself so Mm. I'm learning how to do WordPress at the moment as well and kind of get that my head around that whole situation Mm. um, which I strongly recommend if you if you are wanting like yes it's great to do Shopify and etc but Shopify has a has a monthly cost so I decided Mm. to go the other route and learn some new skills at the same time um and yeah it's taking it a time but that's okay I'm learning a lot as I go how's Um, it been sort of stepping into um a market in a new place where you don't have an established network tricky but I do know that the good thing about where I am, so I'm in Kelowna, um, which happens to have quite a lot of 
the world's best nail artists actually oh really wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> so people are not um unaware of nail items so it's kind of easy to get some traction with some people around here but the mm-hmm. other part is is that I love <laughs> with all of my heart um drag queens very much um so reaching out to them um and making connections with them and showing them the items that I have as well has also opened up a whole heap of channels Mm. too mainly it's like knowing who you want to be dealing with and your actual customer base so that you can actually target either your social media content or actual comments or just reaching out to certain people and making sure that like you're going to the right places not Mm. just it out into the ether of everything it definitely sounds like there's a lot of um learning that goes on with each thing that you have um attempted and successfully done in your life and you don't seem like someone that would back down from a challenge easily um (laughs) What has been, like, your greatest uh, achievement so far uh, in terms of things that you've overcome and, and done yourself? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> just a small question. Just a small, just a, just, just, <laughs> just a real little little guy. For, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, goodness. Honestly, uh, ooh. <laughs> Like what are you, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of like I'm proud that I'm here. Yeah. You know? That's and huge. Like I'm proud that I'm here. Like I have there would have been several opportunities within my life um for me to not exist or choose some very bad choices like to go down the path of um, drugs or alcohol or um, suicide and etc it's definitely options that have come up for me um, and yeah. I am very fortunate to have not chosen those and to have I, I actually feel like it's it's my ADHD drive that's kind of stopped and continued to push me in other directions as well which I'm very thankful for. Mm. Mm. I think that's a great achievement that's definitely something to be proud of. <laughs> I yeah, I, it's not so much things. It's more, it's more just existence. I, I'm yeah. very happy to, to be here and to have done all the things that I've done. I'm very lucky to have done some of the stuff. I've toured country, the whole of Australia with live music. I've, I've, yeah, there's, I've worked I love with, that. yeah, some amazing people that are like people would dream of working with and. Yeah, I I think that's beautiful and very valid. Like you definitely have an amazing life and I am very glad that you're here as well. <laughs> um, but we are coming towards the end of the show. So I have just a couple more questions to wrap up. First yep. is where can people find you uh, if they want to sort of follow along and support your business? Absolutely. They can find me at The Claw Firm, like The Claw Firm um, on all social medias. Everything mm. is at the core firm. In an American accent, it's the claw firm. 
yep. for anyone, anyone yeah. <laughs> translation. But we Thanks are going to end the show on a question that Brandy always likes to ask um, at the end of every show. Uh, she likes to put her guests on the spot. And we are going to ask you if you just had one minute where the whole world just had to stop and pay attention and listen to what you had to say, what is something that you would want to say to them in 60 seconds? listen to the females in your life more actually hear them hear what they want and what they need because they they will tell you and a lot of them don't get heard enough I think that is a very empowering statement with which to end on I agree with that wholeheartedly (laughs) So listen, listen to the women in your life. Uh, listen to this uh, show again if you want. There's a lot of insight and um, things that Ali has to share. Uh, and make sure you follow her at The Claw Firm and follow us as well. Um, we're Global Teen Wealth Radio. Uh, it has been a pleasure having you on the show, Ali. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Is there anything you want to add before we get going? Is there like one more thing that you want to sort of say to everyone out there listening? Oh, goodness. You, ah, so many options. Um, (laughs) Basically, (laughs) uh, (laughs) maybe more, you actually do know what you need. You actually do know what you need. That is an awesome thing to end on definitely listen to what is inside of you guys because you do know what's best for you listen to your body thank you so much ali again for joining us we will be here same time same place next week 5 p.m pst um this has been global teen wealth radio and i'm rebecca shalon and ali lewis has joined us and we will see you next week All right, everybody, see you same time, same place next week. Team Wealth Radio live at 5 on Mondays. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Woo!